the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're married, give a good and warm, safe greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good, warm morning hug or welcome with a special social distancing safety, of course, to your children and to all those who you live with. Do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 6 a.m. on Sunday morning. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. My dear friends, I greet you and blessing of the Lord on this blessed Sunday. And I greet America in a very special way with a quote from Pope John Paul II, just to remind us what did Pope John Paul II see in the United States and in the new world, in, in the new continent, in America. And I quote, America, you are beautiful and blessed. The ultimate test of your greatness is the way you treat every human being, but especially the weakest and most defenseless. If you want equal justice for all and true freedom and lasting peace, then America, defend life. It is such a prophetic quote, and I do believe it is a test of the United States of America. And with our guest uh, um, today, Dr. Robert Sanjanis, author, physicist, and biblical exegist, um, interpreting, explaining scripture, um, we will be speaking um, about um, the value of this test. And it is important, especially at the light of what's happening in Afghanistan, what we're doing in China on the southern borders, what's happening inside the land, what's happening with the pandemic. Um, there is a, a revealed, arrogant, uh, um, horrible, horrendous, uh, treacherous nature in American politics that is really um, overshadowing the good nature of the American Christianity, of the American good people in general, and this must stop, an answer must be given. And I am praying with Dr. Robert Sanjanis, with whom we shall continue discussing his book, Fatima Fulfilled, but Still Foreboding, and this is the part that we will cover today, uh, the still foreboding part, basically. I am hoping uh, we will have good answer for the people. Again, this is good Sunday morning with Father Andre, and let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. In the book of Matthew, as I said last week, the angel told the Virgin Mary, he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. And in Psalm 46, there is an incorporating way how God is with us. God, our refuge, and strength, a helper close at hand in time of distress, 
so we shall not fear, though the earth should rock, though the mountains fall into the depth of the sea, even though its waters rage and foam, even though the mountains be shaken by its waves. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Without further delay, Dr. Robert, good morning to you. Good morning, Father. Nice to be here with you. Thank you so much for interrupting uh, your family time. I do believe you are on a special um, vacation and to, to be with us. But um, I'm counting today. We're going to give a peace to the world. Um, and the last um, episode with uh, Matt Werner, our common friend, we established. Um, there is a quote from Mother Teresa in which she said, uh, when there is disruption inside the family, the war against life has begun. When there is disruption inside the family, when parents don't have time for their children, when children don't have time for their parents, when parents don't have time for one another, there is a war inside the family. And this means there is a war in the world. And then also, when we looked at the quote of Pope John Paul II, you know, the ultimate test of American greatness is to help the weakest, the most defenseless. And if America wants an equal justice for all and true freedom and lasting peace, then America must defend life. Um, Robert, what did the mother of God, the Virgin Mary, in Fatima wanted? What was the message of God through her to humanity regarding peace, regarding freedom, regarding family? Can you refresh our minds? Yeah, there were basically two messages. One was that the world's morals were deteriorating to the point where unless prayers and sacrifices were offered to God for those sins, that the world would meet up with some of the most terrible times that have ever been cast upon the earth. And the second was that God was going to use a specific nation in the world to be God's arm of chastisement, and that was the nation of Russia. So there's, there's basically a twofold message. Um, Russia was not the evil villain just because it was evil. Um, it was evil, and God used its evil uh, to punish the people that were in the world and in the church who were basically doing exactly what you open up the program with. They were destroying the family and doing everything they could to disrupt the society that God wanted to create. So, Because, you know, in order to preach the gospel, you have to have people. And these people have to be healthy, and they have to be able to listen, and they have to be able to worship. But if a society is deteriorating to such a point where they can't even gather together in a in a way where they can be peaceful with one another, uh, then the society is no more. It's it's not able to function anymore. And this is why God wants to turn it around, because he sees it going in the wrong direction. And if it keeps on going that way, it won't be a society anymore. And it will fold and God will have to destroy it. So he sent our blessed mother 
to, to tell us to offer sacrifices to reverse this. And she's not just speaking platitudes. If she says that it's possible, that means it is possible. And one way we know this was that Sister Lucia herself, when she had her interview with uh, Father Fuentes in 1957, she said that a terrible cataclysm was going to come unless the people of God had offered sacrifices. And that cataclysm never came, never, never came, came in the early 60s. Uh, and I'm not talking about a physical worldwide cataclysm that she had uh, prophesied. That never came. So that means that people were doing the proper sacrifices and the prayers and all that, and we avoided it. Well, well, so it is possible. Well, Robert, uh, first of all, the geopolitical importance of that message in 1917 came at a time where the world was planning or had planned since 1916 um, in, in uh, France, you know, um, with Sykes-Picot for the Middle East, with the Conference of Peace, um, you know, in a, in, a, in a conference of Versailles, basically, um, th th there was a paradigm shift in um, alliances between the nations, and there was, at the same time, a, a paradigm shift in religious relations between Islam, Christianity, Judaism in the 20th century, all the way to the Second Council of Vatican, the understanding of the Catholic Church about the other religions, whether through the Church only there is salvation or outside the Church there could be salvation. And um, there was also a paradigm shift in the propaganda about imperialism and about communism and about Russia. And Russia, as I was sharing with Matt, became the image of anything that is evil in the world. On this little show, today we're talking that Russia is actually hope, and somehow, um, and, and Our Lady, <coughs> in her message, confirms that, that Russia becomes and somehow towards the end of time, or this era, basically, um, and somehow a hope, a hope for Christianity in the world. Do you think Americans are ready for such message? to see goodness in Russia, to see Russia morally superior to the United States, to see Russia defending more life, more family, more faith, more freedom, when Russia killed the 20 million of its own people. But I know you're going to tell me the United States killed probably billions of people, including the, the, the children in the wombs of their own mothers. But, you know, people don't see that about ourselves in America. How can we help them understand how fundamental it is to understand the spiritual nature of Russia today? in this message yeah and to answer your question i don't think they're ready for it i don't i don't think they can contemplate that because they've been number one in the game for a long time leading the world morally financially uh and in every other category the united states has been leading the world so to think that somebody could top them now is something that they don't even want to think about let alone might believe possible but this is the way life is. It changes, and one country is one thing one day, and it's the next thing the next day. And we've seen these things happen for the last thousands of years. Do you see paradigm uh, shift in Catholicism? You say in a place in your book that um, con con conversion of Russia, I think there is something you quote in 1943 about our laws of prophecy, that in somehow much later Russia might become Catholic? Is this really... What 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 you what you try to say? Do you under, do you remember? Do you recall that in your book somewhere? 
I do recall that. I don't. I did not say that she would become Catholic, although that's certainly a possibility. I mean, that's all in the Lord's hands. Mm-hmm. All we know from what the Lord said in 1943 was that Russia will convert. So, uh, but he just said later. Now we don't know what later is, especially when he said it in 1943. But now we have a pretty good idea of it because Russia has done a 180 degree turn from where she was in 1917. And it's only increasing. Every year they are doing things to promote Christianity. Now, if this will eventuate in Catholicism, so much the better. For those who have joined us, good Sunday morning with Father Andre with our special and wonderful guest, uh, uh, Robert Sanjanis, an author of uh, the book about Our Lady of Fatima. And we're talking about the forbidden part. What is the third secret? And what is has not yet been fulfilled in it, Robert? Well, the third secret is as much as I can tell, and I put an interpretation of the third secret in my book based on all the information I could gather together. And it, I just can't get away from the idea that the third secret is talking about an apostasy in the Catholic Church. And that's what we've been seeing in the early part of the 20th century. We've seen it in the middle part, and we've seen it in the latter part. We have had scandals in the Catholic Church that would make our forefathers turn over in their graves. They have been so bad. And things, we we have a mass exodus from the Church. We have divorce and remarriage rates that are out of this world. We have pornography. We have homosexuality. Um, our Catholic schools are not doing well. Uh, our, our priesthood is down by, what, 75% from what it was in the 1960s. The nunneries, too. Everything has changed in the, in the 20th century. And this was prophesied by our, our Lady of Good Success. <laughs> Is this, is this necessarily good or bad? You're talking about sinners, basically. You're saying sinners are taking over the church. Why is this bad? I'm just asking a question for our listeners to make them understand. Is this necessarily bad when sinners are coming to the church, or you're saying the church changed its nature? What, what is it that you What is your worry here? Well... They got tired of the gospel, let's just put it that way. They got tired of the simple gospel, and science was gaining control in the world and basically taking over the intellectual understanding of life. The church was passe. The church was just ancient. It was primitive. And this happened in the 1700s, 1800s, 1900s. They didn't want the simple gospel. They thought it was just a bunch of fables and a bunch of legends. And this is what they began to teach in the universities and in the seminaries. Most of our Catholic seminaries think the Bible is just basically myth and legends, at least from the Old Testament. And that's not good because basically it says that all the Christianity that we've had for 2,000 years is worthless. It's all just been a make-believe world that we've had believed in because we had nothing else to believe in. But now we have science to believe in, and science is going to take care of all our problems. And science and, today is defined you know, by politics, actually. There was this article in a huge um, newspaper here locally in Colorado that science does not make the decisions. Even scientific decisions are made by politics. 
in fact. That's right. That's you, right. You know, you spoke, Very a, little true. Bit, you, you spoke a little bit about the, the, the history. I know since 1611, well, let's go back to 1532, I believe, right, to December 12 in, in Mexico, um, in Mexico, to Our Lady of Guadalupe. It seems that the, the visitor from heaven was always Our Lady. And this always ticked off the Protestants, the evangelicals. Why wouldn't God send somebody in 1531? Why wouldn't our Lord send an angel that he will be heard by the Protestant evangel? Why our lady, Robert? Because it's an impasse in somehow. Uh, look, the whole world missed that warning because it was sent by our lady. When I read the messages in our lady of Quito or Akita, or La Salette, or Fatima, or Lourdes, or Medjugorje even, or in Spain. What's happening? Why Our Lady? Why is it challenging the unity of the Christians? Um, and, and he's sending a messenger that he knows many of the Christians may not listen to. Why Our Lady? Well, because uh, if you look at all the apparitions, there's about two dozen of them. And in almost all of them, except for maybe one or two, I'm talking about Quito and Akita, all of them were local. They dealt with local problems of the local people where they were being harassed. They were being oppressed by the leaders. And the Lord sent Our Lady to console these people and to lead them into prayer so that this oppression would be alleviated by God. All, almost all of them were local like that. Um, so he he would send his mother basically because, I mean— how much more tender affection can you show to your people by sending your own mother? I mean, that's an angel would not fit the bill. His mother would. So that's why it's so important that she came and she came consistently. This is like from the first millennium and the second millennium. She's Absolutely. always the one that comes. So everybody knows who to expect. It's no surprise when our lady comes and we know what kind of message she's going to give. It's going to be a message of relief. And that's basically why she comes, to give a message of relief from heaven uh, concerning the oppression that's occurring at the present time. Except that Caterina di Siena with King Louis was a major warning, and it affected actually the entire future of France. Can you tell us about that warning? Because today America is being warned. Am I right? Can we say there is a warning for America and all the nations in the message of Our Lady of Fatima if America does not put its acts together? for the sake of life, if America does not work for the kingdom of heaven? What will happen to yeah. America? Can you tell us from what happened in France, what could happen to America? The same thing. The same thing is going to happen if they don't turn around. And her precious, her time is precious little. She's been had warning after warning after warning. And she's, Our Lady herself said that she's getting weary of holding up the arms of our Lord so that he doesn't come down with his wrath. So it could be any day now. Uh, some cataclysm could happen. Some political event could happen that could turn everything around in a moment's time. And I, I myself think that that time is very near. But, you know, you speak about the three days of darkness. Uh, I have um, a wonderful uh, cousin of mine. Um, he's an electrical engineer, and he was telling me how there will be a shift in the grid soon. That, uh, the administration in the U.S. is trying to move everything into this new energy, renewable energy or something, and it's not even sustainable. Mm -hmm. The three days of darkness, 
the three days of darkness, um, end of time prophecies, um, the confusion, the illumination of conscience, uh, how all of this relate to Fatima? What is the relationship between these things? I, I personally don't believe the three days of darkness is a true prophecy. Okay, okay. I, and I mentioned that in the book. Mm-hmm. We've had only two women who have prophesied this, but the prophecy is too fantastic to believe it could happen because basically they're prophesying that all the evil people in the world are going to be killed. If that happened, we'd have billions of bodies all over the place. We'd be burying for the next 20 years. So it, it's not a reality as far as I can see. So I don't attach the three days of darkness to Fatima. Fatima mm-hmm. stands by itself because it's been verified by heaven many, many times, and it's everybody knows that it's true. It's a, it's a question of just when it's going to be fulfilled is, is, the, is the issue. And what's the part that is foreboding? Where is Fatima foreboding still? It's foreboding because when apostasy comes into the church at such a high level, and is so pervasive in all the churches. I'm talking about every country now, 192 countries in the world. We have apostasy in the Catholic Church in every one of them. We have homosexuality and pedophilia in every one of those countries, in almost every diocese of the world. Uh, When it reaches that level, that means we're near the end. There's just nothing more God can do. He can't show any more mercy. In order to be just, he's going to have to come in judgment and decimate it all. Robert, you you find find that, you know, um, if God comes and uh, wipe away all evil people, we have precedences in the Bible that the Lord came and he wiped out from the face of the earth all evil. He saved one family, the family of Noah. Sodom and Gomorrah, he saved one family minus the wife, Lot, and, and, and his children, I believe, right? Why do you find it strange? Yeah. Whether there are three days or, of darkness or not, are you putting limitation? We have like three really and a half minutes. I just want to make sure we do need an act of God. Do you, do you believe or not? We do need an act of God. Oh, the yeah. situation yeah. is so messed yeah. up well, it's in gonna, the world. It's going to come whether we want it or not. You know, that's right, right, including me in my faith uh, as, as, as a religious person and as a priest, um, I would say, unless God comes and show up now, I'm going to rethink my position. I'm going to tell him, not my position about God, but my position about all our understanding for God, the way he, um, you know, operates in the world. I think there is an impasse. Mm-hmm. And the apostasy that you're talking about, for instance, is it possible that the Christians buried their heads in a sand? Do Catholics do not want to realize there is such an apostasy? Yes, that plays a large part in it. Whenever you have something go wrong, you want your first reaction is to deny it, disbelieve it, say it doesn't exist. And only after a long time do you finally realize that this is actually the reality. What is the message of hope? You know, Pope John Paul II, who I've been praying for him and Mother Teresa. I've been praying for the canonization of Julia Greeley. I've been praying for the canonization of Fulton Sheen. I've been reading those figures, those beautiful, beautiful personalities inspired by the divinity. You know, he said, I plead with you, never, ever give up on hope. Never doubt, never tire, and never become discouraged. And he says, you know... Do be not afraid. Be not afraid. Right. 
Um, right. How? What is the message of hope Fatima gives to American Christians? We need to do something. What is the message of hope? How do you like us to proceed? Well, the hope is in God because there's nothing else left. We can't hope in this world anymore. It's too far gone. There's, we can say our prayers for our loved ones and hope that they can become saved and for everybody else that we're concerned about. But, you know, where when God told Abraham, look, um, I'm, my limit is 10. If you find 10 that are righteous, I won't destroy the city. And that's it. I'm not, not going to go any lower. You see, God can just bend so long and so far, and he's bent as far as he can go. And this is what Scripture prophesies, though. This is what's going to happen. It's going to have to end sometime. So why would it not end in our day? That's that's one thing I, I hope for. I'm, I hope it does end, because we're, then we'll all go to heaven. We'll be with Jesus forever. What more could we want? Well, you know, when I read your message in, in the last one minute, I want to thank you, first of all. In uh, La Salat, I believe uh, um, um, the Lord, uh, Our Lady, quoted, um, if my people continue, what I will say to you will arrive earlier. If it changes a little, it will be a little later. France has corrupted the universe. One day it will be punished. United States, wake up. You are the hope. You are beautiful. You are blessed. Please stop corrupting the world. Let us start loving God and repenting and love the neighbor because it is the image and likeness of God. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 6 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.